Bless the Lord. My name is Apostle Dr. Antonio E. Wright, Senior Pastor and Founder of Kingdom Expectations. You are now preparing to listen to Kingdom Expectation Ministries podcast. We pray that you be blessed, encouraged, and enriched as you listen to the Word of God. I've said all that. So while I'm thinking about this, because I get carried away, happy Father's Day to all the fathers and the mothers who are acting like fathers. Make sure it's an act. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Wouldn't be me. <laughs> I just got to do what I do. So, so we thank God for that. Um, also, honey bun's in the corner somewhere. So uh, tell honey bun, Pastor right, that my wife said thank you for her getting that endocrinologist for her. So I want to make sure I get all that out. It's okay. She has, um, we had an appointment in October and she was able to get it sooner. So that's, that's, a, that's a blessing. So we ready? If you're ready, holler yes. yes. If he's blessed, you say thank you. Thank you. I mean, do you really mean it? You. Are you ready for more blessings? Say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You ain't seen nothing yet. So, so I'm, I'm, I want to share something. Again, we're still dealing with prayer and the purpose and power thereof. And, 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 and periodically, I go through these things. I was, I, was talking, uh, I was talking with two of my neighbors this weekend. Now, one of my neighbors is still in school. And they go to private school. So I'm not going to tell you what type of a private school they go to. But we had this little, this little conversation because most of my neighbors do not know who I am and they do not know what I do. They just know me as Doc, which is okay with me. I like that. Uh, but she was taught the fact that Lucifer was kicked out of heaven because he don't like God's people. And I'm like, so where'd you get that from? She said, well, they taught me this in school. She goes to private school. So let's think of how many adults hear that. And then I was talking to another gentleman. I was talking to another gentleman down the street, and a, a man, we probably, I don't know, we might be about the same age. I, I, don't, I don't deal with age because half these people I think my age really are not my age. I got about 10 years. So we were talking and discussing some things. So I understand this is Juneteenth and all that good celebration. But in the kingdom, there's no Juneteenth. So the kingdom is different if you're just going to be promoting blackness you have to be promoting godness. And so while we were talking, I think I got him kind of upset because I said, I'm celebrating and I'm all for that. But what are we doing for the kingdom? What, 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 is, that, what is that doing in relation to the kingdom of God? What is, are we sharing the gospel or are we just sharing a day? Because it has to be more than a day. It has to be a gospel, which means there has to be even changes in the Bible because, of course, in the Bible, nobody looks like me. And there's an issue if nobody looks like me because I'm all in the Bible to include my Savior. So, so we have to go a little bit further. And I still go back in all that because now I'm understanding. I don't know about you because I don't know who you talk to. I don't know who you have yourself around. I don't know who you consider your friends. But now I'm having issues because now my pastoral acquaintances that I once had don't talk like I talk. They don't, they don't understand kingdom. They say they're teaching kingdom, but their kingdom and my kingdom is two different perspectives. Their kingdom is how many people can we get in the church? My kingdom is how many people can I have, give access to? Because going to church don't give you access to the kingdom of God. Going to church gives you religion. Going to church gives you a form of godliness. But you need to go to a church where you comprehend the kingdom of God and you realize what you have access to. 
if, if you don't understand what you have access to, then you're just wasting time. And, and, and the one good thing about wasting time is God's going to bless you regardless. You know, that's kind of like, you know, people used to tell me about going to Easter sunrise services. And I said, I don't go to Easter sunrise services. And they said, why not? I said, because he didn't rise on Sunday morning. Well, I know when I went, the spirit of God was there. I said, well, I hope he was. Because the Bible says anytime any two or three are gathered in my name, I'm in the midst. I'd hate for you to be around some people that call themselves Christians and you don't feel the spirit of God. I hate for you to be around somebody and they get into a form of worship and you don't feel the presence of God. Matter of fact, we can have a pancake party if you want to. And if the spirit of God is in our lives, then there's going to be some spirit of God moving in that life. Even on the pancakes. I'm not hungry, but I'm just... Even on, the, even, on the, even on the pancakes. So, so I want to I get in back to the purpose of prayer. I don't know how far I'm going to get in tonight. I want to I I stay in this vein. I'm going to stay in this vein until they break me off. But I, I always want to take you back to a place to where it's not only do you understand what you have, you have to also comprehend who you represent. See, and wherever I go, I'm always represent that, even if I'm doc or if I'm apostle, if I'm pastor, if I'm rev, or whatever else you call me. It makes no difference. I'm always represent that. I'm going to talk trash, but I'm going to represent the trash that I'm talking. So in looking at that, I want to understand there's some things that God declared. And we have to be mindful of the fact that he declared and let them rule over the earth and subdue it. And in order for that to happen, we have to know that God both imparted and delegated to us his own nature, his character, his ability, his power, uh, and all less in us, and his authority to rule and to subdue the earth as if he was here to do it himself. So, so I don't just sit here as apostle, doc, dad, father, whatever. I don't be around you just to be uh, something that, that you're, you're attached to or that you feel uh, nice about being around. I'm here so I can impart into you the understanding that who you really are is not who they said you were, but who you really are is who he said you is, and who you is is more than what you are, because you have to comprehend that you are greater than what you think. You are representing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and not only are you representing him, but he gave you the same amount of authority that he has. So he says when he gave you the authority to subdue, and you said, what does that have to do with prayer? We'll get to that. Because you have to get to a place that you communicate with him so you know his thoughts. You know his happiness. You know his feelings. You know when he moves and when he don't move. That's why I never forget back in the day, I used to go to church service, and sometimes I don't go to that many no more. And they said, all oh, the spirit of God is moving. I said, no, he ain't. They said, yes, he is. I said, he left about 15 minutes ago. This is how you know. I said, it's gone. All you are now is emotional. And emotionalism dies out after a while. That's when you're tired and you're breathing hard. And I asked you Monday morning, what did the Lord say? And you were like, I don't know, child, but it sure was good. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's Campbell's suit. Mm -hmm, good. But it has to be more than just something that's good. It has to be something that feeds you. So, so, so understanding the fact that he gave us the same authority that he has so we can rule the earth just as if he was ruling the earth while he maintained his throne in heaven. So humanity's rule on the earth was to be the next best thing to God ruling it himself. That's who we're supposed to be. That's why, you know, I, I, I got to the point I had to, I had to tear up this paradigm because I, I spent too much time on social media, so now I go in and come out. But I'm always putting something on that's going to make you think. So I put up there, your opinion sucks if it doesn't line up with God. And, you know, I got some, 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 some remarks, some people sent me some stuff, 
But I don't believe that you put that on there because God's words can be contradictive. No, it can't be. You have law, you have grace. We're no longer under the law, we're now under grace. So there's so many things that you judge under the law that he now gives us under grace. You know, it's kind of like puff, puff, pass. Everything he made was good, we're under grace, but now is everything expedient? Because the Bible says everything is lawful, but everything's not necessarily expedient. So it could be lawful for me to drink a glass of wine with my meal, but is it expedient? <clears throat> is, it, <clears throat> is it expedient for me as a man of God to take that drink with my dinner? Am I judging? No, this is just what's expedient for me. So everything's lawful, but everything isn't expedient. <clears throat> So that's what puts us under grace. Water, please. Don't let me just die. That's what. I'm sorry. Was that hard? I didn't mean to be hard. Hi. How are you doing? He, I guess I am good. I'm over here. <coughs> I love Zito. It's okay. Gracias, senor. Uh, senor. <laughs> so look. <clears throat> we always have to be mindful of who we represent. So in looking at this, God equipped us with everything we would need to carry out our assignment successfully. Regardless of what confronted us in the course of those duties, God chose and equipped us to operate as his regents over his creation, as well as his agents to his creation. We were chosen to function as the Trinity's sole representative to the earth. What is the Trinity? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So everywhere I go, everything I do, I'm representing God. Everything I say, I'm representing God. Now, I don't know, but I check myself before I wreck myself. And then the funny thing about myself is kind of like when I'm ministering to people. Yeah. Gifts and callings come without repentance. Not that I'm raising hell or sinning. It's just a fact. You have to understand, if I say something, I'm honored at the fact that God honors my word. And I have to have faith enough, the gift of faith. I have to have faith enough to realize that when I say something, he's going to honor that. So if I speak something into your life, I don't already worship God in the fact that it's going to happen. I'm not even concerned. I already know it's going to happen because he said it was going to happen. Because that's the position he gave me. We didn't bring pots in here just so we can have a smorgasbord. We brought pots in here so God can pour in you to overflow. And then the Bible says they're won by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. That's the only reason I ask for testimonies, because people only want or even understand when they see signs and wonders. Because what you don't see in a lot of churches today is signs and wonders. I'm just excited in this church we still have signs and wonders. Some people have blunders. We just have wonders. I love God for that. Move on, Rev. Don't mind if I do. So as with any relationship, when a person or a group represents the desires and interests of another, the most important element is an established personal and intimate relationship between them. Without this depth of relationship in place, our ability to effectively represent the kingdom of God to his creation would be impossible. Now you say, what am I saying? That's going back into prayer. In order for us to have full access, to comprehend, to understand everything that God is trying to do, we have to have some kind of an intimate relationship with God. You can't tell me you don't have time to pray. I can tell you you don't lost your mind. How can you tell God that you want to bless him? How can you say that you want to be used by God? How can you say that you want God to bless you, but you don't spend time? So how do you know you're making the right decisions? Huh? Because what we don't pay attention to is every now and then decisions become our flesh. 
Hello. I was talking to my wife the other day. I, I, I had to call Dr. Rick. Ooh, girl, I was on fire. Because they got a shortage of truck drivers. You know, I can make that. I can. Yeah. Just, mm, mm, mm. I ain't like y'all because, you know, y'all hear from God. Y'all make right decisions. I was in the truck. Had worked it out. I said, all I need is six months. I, I'm, 30, I'm 33 years qualified. Then they had a job for you can train the truck drivers. I need speaking tongues. You know how y'all do when you don't want, you know you doing something God don't want you to do. And you be like, it's, I ain't praying. I'm going to look up. I ain't even going to look at nobody because somebody going to think I'm talking about them. You know how y'all do that, right? Huh? Y'all think God done gave you an answer? And, and the first thing you say is, okay, I ain't going to talk to God. I, I know I got this answer. You know God didn't give you that answer. You all up in your flesh. At least I had common sense enough to know. I talked to my wife, and I love my wife. My wife is the best because she always said, well, <clears throat> whatever you feel like you want to do, girl, what you tell me that for? But there's two pastors, that, uh, Dr. Rick and another friend of mine I call. Now you say, what does that have to do with God? Everything. Because if you don't have a relationship with God, you'll miss God. And see, let me tell you what's wrong with church folk. You miss God and won't admit you miss God. That's how stupid you can get. I didn't miss God. It was in his plan for me to make this mistake. No, it wasn't. I've had a preacher tell me that too. He said, it was in God's plan that I made that mistake. Okay, are we serving the same one? He planned for you to mess up? Don't sound like God to me. Anyway, let's, let's go. We good? It's okay. I'm not getting a job, by the way. You know, here's what, can I say this? I need to get, it's stupid. Let me tell you how dumb it was. So after I would talk to her about this, then we seen all these commercials on the channel, on the news. They said, there's a shortage of truck drivers. I'm like, there's a shortage. Then I kept seeing all these ads, 90 cent a mile. What? Jesus, let's go. Make a hundred. They guaranteed this one company in Sterling area, a hundred thousand a year. For driving a truck, no touch. No, no touch me. I don't load or unload the truck. I just drive. I said, 100 k Shucks, I felt like Nessa. Y'all don't know who she is. I, my eyes got big. I, I smelt God, felt God. Wasn't the God, but you know, I could have smoked. I could have thought it was him. You say, what does that have to do with prayer? Everything, as I get into this even further, everything. Because I finally had to say, okay, I'm doing this. I'm giving this. I'm acknowledging this. So what I need to do is come back to Psalm 91 and give you this. Because if I give you this, then that's going to be taken care of. Because every now and then, the enemy upsets you and frustrates you and make you think that. I ain't going to be able to make it. I'm not going to be able to make it. And see, that's just the enemy because he wants to take you out of place. See, here's one thing I've understood about God. He jealous. He jealous. He don't, he don't share his glory with nobody. And he, if he tells you he's going to do something, he needs you to understand. He ain't asked for your help. He, he, ain't, asked, he ain't asked for your help because every time you help, you get in trouble. Come on, Abraham. We fighting against them to the day. Abraham just wanted to, Sarah just, just wanted to help him out. We still fighting for the help. 
whole ribbed off my, let me, let me get it. So look, 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 look. So, so, so understand, now, now watch why I said this. So when God created us, he created us in perfect relationship to himself. He created us in perfect relationship to himself. Yet God did not create us as robots who have no choice but to be in this relationship with him and to do his will. Understand what I just said. He created us to be in perfect relationship with himself, but he did not create us as robots. We do have choices. That's, that's what messes us up, choices and opinions. Sometimes be like, but he gave us choices. He gave us, he gave us a free will. We wasn't robots, right? So we were created free will, be, free will beings with both the ability and the opportunity to choose to be or not be in this relationship with God. His kingdom. You have a choice to be here. You have a choice to listen to me. You have a choice to adhere to what I'm teaching. You don't have to listen to it and ask me what I care. Not when I know I'm teaching kingdom, because that's your stupidity. It can't be ignorance. Ignorance means untaught. I teach. So that literally becomes your stupidity. You just, Roger Rabbit, just keep knocking it. And I'll still be right there and say, come on, baby, we're going to make this. Hey, you can get a headache at the wire. Tylenol ain't going to help. See, all you got to do is make the right choices. But now, if you're not doing this, if you're not spending time with him, you're not going to make the right choices. You know, if it's always that, okay, let's go. Now, now you got to give at least 15 minutes. Boy, I got some weird looks, boy. If, if looks could kill. Don't y'all run up here, but boy, I'm trying to tell you. And now you got to spend some time with God, right? You got to hear God. You, get, you need to know God. You need to get to establish a relationship with him. The more personal or critically important the task, the more intimate the relationship must be between God and those of us who represent his kingdom. See, again, how many leaders do I have in here? I, I, I wish, I, if all y'all don't raise your hands up, I'm going off. I don't raise servants, I raise leaders. I've said this for years. You can't sit up under this 90 days and don't teach. You don't teach because you don't want to. You can't tell me you don't have a word because people keep talking to you. The problem is you don't trust the word you have because you're not in relationship. Because if you're in a relationship and I say, come up here and teach now, you just make me I'm going to tell you what I know about the kingdom. This is all I know. That's all you need. See, again, you have to know who you are. You have to know what you represent and who you represent. See, the problem is, it's not about you. You're thinking about yourself and your ego, your self-importance. It's not about you. See, because if it was about me, I wouldn't be here. I'd be in that truck. Doo -doo -doo, doo -doo -doo. I had the CB ready. I, you know, I still got one. Got the whip, the amp, the whole thing. I was just, I was gone. But this ain't my world. I'm his, and I chose to be his. Look, at this particular level of relationship between God and Adam in the Garden of Eden, we, we, we see this, this will, this desire to do God's will. So in this particular case, God manifested his presence and revealed his will to Adam. Adam was his region in the garden when he made known to him his plans and his purposes for creation. Again, God manifested himself to Adam 
when he brought the various birds and beasts to the earth for him to name in the garden. And you say, why do you say that? Because God could have named everything, but God said, Adam, name it. So you say, Apostle, what are you trying to say about prayer? Well, what does God tell us to do? Name it. God says, whatever you declare, I declare. God says, whatever you open, I'll open. He says, whatever you close, I'll close. You have, that's a whole bunch of powers. That ain't even power, that's powers. And you don't understand the powers that you have. See, I'll never forget. I used to, when I used to supervise at the post office, them 91 knuckleheads, I used to, and I already knew, once I hit, the, once I hit Merrifield, I felt the pressure. I said, not today. And I walk them out and say, peace be still. And literally, they come, man, Rev, yeah. How you doing today, Rev? I'm doing fine. Thank you. You have a problem? They didn't load up all my APCs on my truck. It's okay. We'll send you another trip. You have that authority. What are you talking about? There's, there's frustration in your office. Who in your office? If you're in your office, there should not be any frustration. No, 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 no. Because anything you declare, he declares. That's what he did to Adam. He said, yo, Adam, here go all these animals. You name them. I'm God, but you're my representative. You name them. Now, you can't do that unless you spend what? Time with him. You have to understand who you are in God. Most of us miss it because we want to be ourselves. We still want to be in charge. We can't be in charge and still be under him. That's kind of like women get upset when you read the vows. And they tell the women to submit to the husbands, you know, because they, they grown. I ain't submitting to no man. You just lost your authority. Because the Bible says for the woman to submit to the man, right? But then it tells the man to love his wife like Jesus loved the church, right? Jesus gave his life. So any man that's not giving his life to his wife, he's a punk. And any woman that does not submit to her husband doesn't understand her queenship. See, because when you submit, you're in charge. Because anything you need, he's going to make sure you get it. Baby, what you want? Baby, what you need? Baby, 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 baby. He's going to sing a whole nother song. He's going to be worse than Key Sweat. Baby, baby, baby. <laughs> huh? I'm trying to tell you. Y'all playing. Any men in here? My wife said, jump. Ha, ha, baby. Michael ain't got nothing on a brother. I'll slam dunk this motor scooter. Huh? What'd you say now? Who? See, Ray, where are you going? She wanted a Christmas ice cream. Where are you going? Where would the ice cream at? <laughs> she going to get that ice cream tonight. Huh? Y'all sitting up here tripping. So why wouldn't God do us the same way? These are my children in whom I'm well pleased. And I need to represent myself through my children because I gave them that authority. So whatever they ask, you know, it's stupid. I need to go back to my notes because I'm finna go. It's kind of crazy. Jesus made this statement. Henceforth, you've not asked me anything in my name. Now if you ask it in my name, I'm going to make sure you get it because I'm going to go to the Father on your behalf. That's what Jesus said. You have not asked me anything. But now if you ask, I'm going to make sure you get exactly what you ask, especially when you ask according to my will. And how do you find out his will? If you ain't spending no time, you don't read your Bible, you don't know his will. You don't even understand kingdom. You don't even know what you got access to. You're not even walking in your authority. You wimps. You got to read the manual. I know my truck will do 120. Don't ask me how far I've had it. 
Y'all read the manual. I ain't gonna tell you my wife's looking. I'm gonna read the manual. Huh? I don't know the truck to do to read the manual. I got flex fuel. I didn't even realize I had flex fuel. I didn't read that part of the manual. And Mario opened the truck, seen the yellow tail. He said, Dad, you got flex fuel. What's flex fuel? Dad, you no. Now I know what flex fuel is. I try to keep flexing it. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta read the manual. That's how you know who you are in Christ. Let me hurry up so I can go. What time you got? All right, let me know when it's 832. We good? The nature and death of intimacy God and Adam developed in the garden is what God desires to develop with each one of us. Those of us who are his redeemed people, those that have been brought with a price. It's the same type of relationship existed and was devoted or developed rather between Jesus and the father. God did not love Adam more than he loves us. And the father does not love Jesus more than he loves us. In fact, Jesus tells us that the father loves each of us just as much as the father loves him. In John chapter 17, verses 23 and 26, New Living Translation, it says, I am in them, this is Jesus talking, and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world would know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. I have revealed you to them and will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them and I will be in them also. John 17, verse 23 and 26, New Living Translation. What is Jesus saying? The same way God loved me is the same way God loves you. He's not going to love you no more, no less. Why? Because I'm in you and you're now in me. That's authority. Look, God did not manifest or reveal himself to Adam to the degree he did because he loved Adam more than he loves us. The father did not reveal and manifest himself to Jesus to the degree he did because Jesus was God or because God loves Jesus more than he loves us. God revealed and manifested himself to Adam and to Jesus to the degree that he did because their top priority and activity was centered on establishing and building an intimate personal relationship with God. Why does God answer my prayers? I try to stay on my knees. Why does he trust me? Because why does he honor me? Because of my relationship and my desire for his will to be manifested. What is that? You, you guys are leaders. I, I don't teach servants. I, I raise leaders. I raise people to take over doing what I'm doing. You're anointed to do what I do. I just haven't transitioned. When I transition, somebody should be able to take when I transition, you should be able to do that. As a matter of fact, before I transition, you should be able to share this same word with your friends. Notice I said friends, not relatives, because relatives don't want to hear this. Because see, relatives go by what you was, not what you are. Relatives always say, yeah, that's Tony. Yeah, that's little Tony. Yeah, Tony. Tony ain't little. I'm a grown man. I'm trying to tell you how to get this stuff. Well, you know, I was raised in the church. That's the problem. He was raised in the church, not in the kingdom. We need to be raised in the kingdom. The church, the church is judgmental. The church, if you pass gas on the wrong foot, you're going to hell. You can't, just can't. I can't believe he said that on national television. Did he really say that? That boy going to hell. He can't be talking like that. 
That's the church. Everything you do, if you stub your tongue, go out. That's not God. You're supposed to say, thank you, Jesus. Okay, fool. That's the church. Anything you do, look. I got on my red chucks. You think I could do that in the church? They said, this dress down? No, this is every Saturday, bro. Y'all about to dress. You don't have the collar on. You don't have the 50-pound cross. You know, bless God. You don't have the thing. You know, God. How are you talking, man? You're not supposed to talk like that. You're a pastor, for God's sakes. Please. Move on, Red. Ah, yeah, yeah. Look, let's go. I need to go back to one note. How what I got? I got to get out of here. <laughs> I'm not even going to say that. They <laughs> Look, Adam and Jesus, they both knew and understood that they could, not, they could not accomplish God's purpose on earth without an intimate, growing relationship with God. They knew their activities meant nothing. And they knew the activities accomplished little apart from this relationship. There's nothing. You know, the Bible says, uh, unless the Lord build this house, he that laboreth, laboreth in vain. I don't do marketing. Uh, we're on social media, but I don't market. All I do is teach. And what else do I do? I raise up people around me to do the same thing I do, which is why we say testify. Why? Because people don't know what you're getting until you share something. People don't know what you're getting until they see you walk different, talk different, act different. They say, girl, you done changed. What's your problem? Girl, I got the key. You going to heaven? No, girl, they done lied to you. What? You ain't, we ain't going to heaven? Oh, that's only part-time, baby. You're going to be there alone, but God made us kings and priests over there. Where you see that in the Bible? Have you read your Bible lately? Child, you know, I was reading it as a kid, but I didn't understand it. Well, you know what B-I-B-L-E stands for, right? What? Basic instructions before leaving earth. Well, I'm trying to get instructed, girl. Child, look at him. I'm walking with my head. You know, you used to walk down. No, I'm walking with my head up. Not him. Why are you walking like that? Because I'm good with it. Because he gave me authority. You know, he gave me rulership. Right? He gave me access. He said, look, anything you ask, anything you declare, anything you decree, I'm going to make it on your behalf. Look, matter of fact, he did make the statement that if, if it's not created, I'll create it for you. Matter of fact, I gave you a creative voice. I put tornadoes in your atom. So whatever you say, start spinning in the atmosphere that causes everything you bring down to become the position. Sound waves, thought process, anything you think is what you get. What I say today, if you want to change the thing you see, change the way you see them. Simple as that. Sometimes you're looking wrong. You're cockeyed. Look right. Don't be like me. You know that left eye drift after nine when I'm sleeping. I'll be looking at you and say, which way are you looking, Red Bull? I'm trying to focus. Now that monkey get drift. Like that song, I'm drifting away. Just be just that left eye. Whoo, I'm like, hey, come back here. Huh? That's how it is. Sorry about that. That's how it is. But they'll see. What, what, what are they going to see? Because you're growing your relationship with God. Look, let's go. It, it, it's not the amount of activity we conduct on God's behalf that makes us successful. It is the consistent development of our intimate relationship with him, that is key. Experiencing this consistent, intimate relationship produces the trust, the faith, and the provision necessary for his kingdom activities to be accomplished, no matter how great or how small the task might be. That's all I want, man. All I want in life is for God to be glorified. 
All I want in life is to show you how to have access to the fullness of the power of God so you can walk. And when you walk into the mall, all of a sudden people start getting healed. They say, I'm still stupid like y'all need to pray for me. I'll be walking in giant grocery store and somebody walk by me with a crutch. I'll be like, move, God, move. Just let them, just drop them one time. <laughs> huh? Now, Deacon Jerry and Sister Tanya can tell you, I get happy in giant, won't I? They called me one time. I was going, oh, no, I can't do this, man. I was happy going right down the bread aisle. I was going right. But I was trying to pick up a loaf. I was trying to... <laughs> People walking by me, I'm just wailing. I said, oh, man, I can't do it. I was in, in the grocery store. You ever get going in the grocery store? That's the best time to get going. I done got going in the cash register. She done said something, I started praying. I said, forget it. Let me tell you about a testimony. Let me tell you about a testimony. And see, this is what God wants. So I went to the, I told a lady at the bank, uh, I'm not going to call her name because my wife can tell you when I, I don't come back all the time. You know, I'll be, be gone for a minute. So I went to the bank and uh, the lady that was in the bank, they kept moving people around. They had new employees like every 40 days. Every 30, 40. She said, Rev. I said, what? She said, look, you're a pastor, right? Yeah. Come here. Let's pray. Huh? I need you to pray. Close the door. Let's grab hands. I didn't know she knew about Jesus. She said, let's grab hands. I said, what are we praying for? She said, we're praying. I'm tired of all these changes. We need people to stay here because this is a good branch. I said, you want me to pray? That? She said, pray, Rev. Pray. God dang it, I pray. Father, in the name, there'll be no more moving in this bank today. Right? I looked over the corner, she wailing. <laughs> That's kingdom. That's kingdom. More preachers go to the bank other than. And I go as Doc talking cash trash. But she asked the trash talker to pray. Now, any the last new manager been there for three years. She said, Doc prayed the prayer, babe. I need you to understand. Doc prayed the prayer. They don't know apostle. They don't know pastor. They don't know Rev. They know Doc. Doc can bear your infirmities. Doc's a friend. Doc's a relationship. Doc gives you access to kingdom. Apostle, you might not get access because then, you know, I, you, might, you might feel that I'm indifferent and I should act a certain way. No, bro, I'm Doc. I put my pants on like you. I hope you brush your teeth. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for the toothbrush. I finally used this. Good this. Crest is a monkey, boy. I need you to understand something. So, so you say, what is that? That's kingdom. I have a testimony in the streets at the bank that I prayed and God was glorified in my prayer because now they've had a manager there for three years. Nobody comes and goes. Everybody comes and stays. They go if they want to. Other than that, they don't leave. That's kingdom. That's kingdom. That's not ego. That's, that's kingdom. So, so look, I got six minutes. My man, I just told I don't know. I said, I got to say, you got six minutes. And whatever I say, I got it. <laughs> that was good, Z. Z said, you got six, bro. This one. Look, again, our fear of being proud or presumptuous, along with our lack of acceptance or our worth in Christ, have kept us in bondage and has robbed us of the reality of his finished work on our behalf. He wants us to use what he's made available for us through redemption. He wants us to He wants us to use. He wants us to speak. He wants us to declare, declare. He wants us to decree. He wants us to comprehend what we have access to and quit sitting on our laurels thinking, well, you know, I don't know, I'm not student. 
You know, I, I shared this with you last week. I need, to get, I need to do my last five minutes so I can get some word in there because I might not have preached enough word yet. I need to get it in, you know. I never forget. So, you know, I read all these. I read. That, that's all I, I just read. And I don't read the boast. I read because I want him to be glorified in my life. I need to know some things. I'm not, I'm not through yet. I know most of y'all are retiring at 65. I'm not retiring until I'm 120. I'm not retiring until I cross over. When I cross over, I might take a couple of vacations, you know, send it to get the church in charge of somebody else. I'm going to take a couple of vacations, but I can't retire. I might resign from the pastorate, but I can't retire. There's too much, there's too much fuel. There's, I can't, I can't retire. It's, it's, it's too, it's, it's, it's too much I got to give, you know, too many books that you got to write on what I said. Honestly, I was going to write the book. You're going to write the book because of what I said. Well, I remember this little dude. Uh, our pastor used to always say, da, 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 da. and I got this from our pastor. Da, 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 da. And the word of God says, da, 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 da. and then I write the force and see that's my child. I don't have to write the book. I just have to give you the food so you can. Great fathers always want their children to be exalted. Not live their life through their children, but exalt their children so they can be greater than they were. That's a great father. Every leader should teach themselves out of a position and not worry about whether they get accolades or not. Just look at the glory clouds around. I don't need to write the book. I just need to see how many books you can write. How many books did I put in you? And see, that's something you can't count. Revelatory. Here, check this out. How can you count the amount of trees that's in an orange? Because every orange has seeds. And once that seed is planted, that's trees. And every tree has more seeds. And every seed is planted, there's more trees. So how many oranges are in you? How much fruit is really in you? What is in you that's ready to be harvested that you're harboring? Because you don't think that you have value. You know, well, I'm not educated. Who says you needed a degree? Remember, my first degree, I taught the teacher. And I still got people when I'm working on my PhD. Well, how'd you get all that? But they got these things called libraries. Yeah, they got libraries. I have a book club. Why do they have a book club? Because there's something in them that I need to pull out of them, and they need to know who they are. And I don't have time to sit down and talk all day long. I'm going to just let them read a book. And then I monitor what they read. Why? That's why they're in the book club. I know what I need to feed them so they can grow. That's called multiplication. Read on, Rib. I got to get out of here. Let's go. Where, where am I? Ha, ha. Last part. The church up until today has not understood the true nature of humility. We have been taught for so long and so persistently about our weaknesses and our lack of ability and our unworthiness that we hardly dare to affirm what God says we are. And God says that we are a new creation. You know, that's 2 Corinthians 5.17, right? 2 Corinthians 5.17, New Living Translation says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, and a new life has begun. Old life is gone. You know, I, was, I posted something today. I'm always doing something crazy. I posted something today on Facebook about which one did you get whipped with? So it had a hanger, an extension cord, a broom, uh, a hammer. I'm not a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it? it was a stitching cord a belt 
a broom, a hanger, a switch, and there was something else. So one of the girls from my neighborhood I went to school with, and she talked about how everybody was scared of her mama because her mama would tell me, their neighbor's kids, you know, back in the day, everybody beat you behind. Neighbor beat you behind, your grandma beat you behind, and by the time you got home, your mama beat you behind, your daddy come to work, he gonna beat you behind. And if your mama wasn't married to your daddy, that nigga gonna still come by the house that night and whoop your behind. You know, it's just... <laughs> and then, and I'm, I'm saying this to get to a point, and then, then it said, uh, then, then uh, she said at the end, at one or the other, she said, well, and, you know, because it puts my name, Antonio, you're right. And you know you was bad. I said, just a tad, just a tad, just a tad, just a tad, just a tad. Just a tad. And you say, well, okay, what does that have to do with new creations? That was the old me. That's not me today. Matter of fact, I am not today what I was yesterday. Because every day at six o'clock, I have an opportunity to change. And I, I'm free. I'm sorry, I felt the song. I felt the song. I felt the song. Everything's brand new. We are afraid. We are afraid that if we do acknowledge who we are, that people will misunderstand us and think that we've become fanatical. Yet, if we understand, uh, the scripture says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a, new, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Now, if we look at 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and then also look at verse 18, verse 18 says, uh, <laughs> the old life is gone, a new life has begun, and all of this is a gift from God. Why? Who brought us back to himself through Christ, and God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. I don't have friends just to have friends. I have friends where I get around people because I'm trying to bring them back to the things of God. I'm trying to show them their real purpose in their lives. You're not just my friend just to be my, well, I don't have very many of them. So you're not my son or daughter just to be my son or daughter. You know, because I, I don't have two friends. I don't have two, two friends. I mean, I have people that call me their friends, but I ain't talked to them since Corona, so I don't know what kind of friend they is. I could have been dead and gone. Most gonna, and you say, hey, Doc, how you doing? They ain't even trying to scratch with me. You know what I'm saying? But they're going to say your friends. That reminds me of that old Negro spirit. What about your friends? I'm just trying to sing the song that I don't know much. You know, so I, 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 don't, I use that word very tightly. You know, I have very few of them. But I need, I need to get this, so look. <laughs> this is not, I'm not making this up. It's basically from God. So you, have to, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. I need to finish this. You don't have to be afraid to say and live it in this reality. The spirit itself has declared that we are a new creation. And that includes all of us who are in Christ. Ephesians 1.7 says, in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. In Christ, we're redeemed. We're brought with a price. This is not just a philosophy or an opinion. This is God's description of us. So when he looks at us, he doesn't look at me in 75. He looks at me in 2021. You know, he don't look at what I was. He look at what I am. Matter of fact, he don't even look at what I am. He look at what I can be. Because what I can be is really what I am. I just have to walk through the process to get there. See, he already said it. You know what I'm saying? He already purposed it. I just have to acknowledge it and be it. See, so many times we try to become something that we already are. That's that, that's that seeing part. Yeah, you'll have to think about that one. And my closing. 
the second Adam, Jesus, redeemed mankind. Which means what? And you say, what does this have to do with the purpose and power of prayer? You need to know, know who you are. You need to know your power. You need to know what you have access to. Second Adam, Jesus redeemed mankind. Right? Not only did he redeem us uh, as far as us being a new creation, but we also have what we consider redemption that is literal and is absolute. Let's, let's look at this. What is redemption? Redemption means, and I'm closing with this, redemption means the action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for a payment or clearing a debt. Again, listen, redemption is the action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt. What did Adam lose? Kingdom. Because of Jesus' death, what do we have back again? Kingdom. We have access back. We regain possession again of the kingdom. What is redemption? It's the action of buying one's freedom. It's amazing I say that tonight and we celebrate Juneteenth. Ah, right. So what, I, what I've got now, I have back my freedom. You can't judge me. You just really can't. You can try, but my daddy don't, so I don't care about you. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I don't have time. All I know is I'm on the move. Now, it's up to you to move with me, or you can just go and do what you do. Why? Because according to this, I've been redeemed. What? What is redemption? The action of saving or being saved from sin. I got that now. And it's literal and it's absolute. Amen. Bless the Lord. We pray that this broadcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe to Kingdom Expectations Podcast and also like us on our social media Facebook page at Kingdom Expectations. As always, stay blessed and be safe. God bless you.